before I begin the homily, just need to give you all a little update. Um, Carrie Metzger uh, has been in Signature uh, Nursing Home for some time, and he died Friday night. Uh, Donna Young is his oldest daughter, and there's one of their sons, Tom, is a priest down in Noblesville. And that funeral will be on Monday, April the 1st at 11 o'clock. Um, and we had another death as well. Monday we got word that um, Dick Shirey only had a week to live and uh, they were very accurate on, on that. He died 6.30 last night. Um, he had had acute myelogenous leukemia. He had been suffering from a back pain for quite some time and he thought it was the back issue but when they did some blood work to prepare him for that surgery, uh, they found this leukemia. They had given him a series of treatment that um, it reduced it from 90% blast cells to 60%. And they had told him, we have another treatment, but it's, it's a tough one. But he said, I'd rather live than enduring this pain, you know, without any relief. So anyway, he, he died. Um, they, when I heard that on Monday, I went down to the hospital uh, because I really couldn't work very much uh, with knowing that. And so I went down and I went to his room and it was empty. So I went to the nurse's desk and I said, do you know where Dick Shirey is? And they said, well, he's in his room. I said, well, I just looked in there. I'll go look again, but I didn't see him. And the bathroom door is open, so I looked in there and he wasn't there. So then I went back to the nurse's station and she said, well, he must be around here somewhere. And then she point, said, well, that's his nurse over there. And we called her over and she said, no, hospice, they was here. And uh, they, he went home and um, he's under hospice care. And so that was, he chose to rather just be at home for whatever time he had and to be with his family during that time. Um, for those of you who have known him, you've known what a gift he has been for us and for the parish. Uh, he was one of two of the men of the parish that came when I, shortly after I got here and offered to help with the, uh, the business part of the parish because it really needed, really needed attention. And he uh, gave a lot of time, a lot of, a lot of hours to help us work through some, some issues with that. And um, I just have felt very blessed by having him. And it's a, a very, very deep loss for me after the time that we have worked together. So um, I have a few little tears there. I'm, Apologize for that, but um, he was truly a gift. Um, he was very much aware of God working in his life and working around us. And so often, even with the business side, um, he said, God is so amazing. His blessings just keep pouring out and pouring out and pouring out. And um, 
he would often just sit back in awe of the ways that he saw blessings coming in the parish. Um, so I don't know, he hasn't been, hadn't been Catholic very many years. Um, I, I don't know if it was a couple of years before I came, I don't know that timeline, but he was a person of deep faith and he had met the, women, the men of the uh, community of praise and he was really drawn to them. And he set out to kind of prove them wrong about the Catholic <laughs> side of things. And then they presented to him the Catholic side and it's like he was so amazed. Um, just, and then it just tapped into a great hunger that he had that he really entered into full communion with the Catholic Church a number of years back, not long ago, because I know it was pretty fresh. I talked with Sandy, of course, yesterday, um, that, that I went over at two o'clock, and he wasn't conscious at that time and he was struggling with his breath. And she said, we're such new Catholics that I, I don't really know of how I'm supposed to do these things. I said, Sandy will take care of it, we'll be with you. Uh, so she's coming in Monday and I'll meet with her then to plan the funeral for Dick. But again, I just wanted to, to share that with you. The gospel today has such a depth and dimension to it. Um, the story is, first begins with the woman's encounter with Jesus, encountering him at the well. So that throws the question to all of us, when did we encounter him? When did he, in a way, begin to enter into our life? When did we recognize his presence? Just like at the end of the gospel, they said, we no longer believe because of her word, but we have come to see and hear for ourselves. And now we know he is the one sent by God. When did it change from just hearing about and hearing from others that Jesus is here, he is with us, among us, to then actually a moment that you encountered him and were aware of him speaking within your own life, not basing it on what somebody else said or even what your parents believed, but when did it become a faith that was within you, that you encountered him, that has to be our, our foundation. Our foundation has to be, you know, we can build it on what others say, but until it really becomes our faith and built on our response to him, our faith is in a way exterior. It's kind of um, around us, but not a part of us. But when would you say that point came or the moment came in which you heard our Lord speaking to you and calling you in many different ways? Or maybe some time like the woman you might have been at a time in your life where you just really had almost given up. I'm sure she had almost given up. Her hopes and dreams have been shattered. She'd been married five times and She's not even married and at this point in time in the gospel. 
She just probably just had somebody there just in a way so she wouldn't feel totally alone. But she came to the well at noon because women mostly came at early in the morning while it was still cool. Noon was in the heat of the day and so she clearly was trying to avoid contact with people. She didn't want to be around people probably because the contempt she felt when they looked at her. She could see the despising in their eyes and they didn't have to say a word, just give that look and make her know they thought she was like dirt. That's probably what had happened and why she just isolated and cut off herself because she just wanted to be alone and not have to deal with the torment of people just looking her with eyes of hate or, or contempt. That's why she was probably there. And she wasn't really wanting to interact with the person there at the well because she had just closed herself up. And then he speaks to her and she tries to block it out. She doesn't want to have any connection with anybody, so blocks it out. Um, sometimes at those, at those low moments that sometimes people hear a voice. I remember a person who shared with me that her life was so, you know, I don't say bad, but just so devastated that she said, I don't know what to believe anymore. I'm just going to hold on to what is true. Whatever is true, I'm going to hold on to. And she said that set me on a journey and that's how I encountered Christ. And like this woman in the gospel today, she encountered truth and she was willing to face the truth about her life and saying, yeah, I've had five husbands and the one I'm not living with now is not mine because she was truthful. Being that truth was the door or the path that led to her, her to Christ. Not in a way trying to just, just block it out anymore, but in that honesty, and he said, yes, what you say is true. You don't have a husband, but you've had five, and the man you're living with isn't really your husband. What you said is true. See how that truth, Jesus saying, I am the way, the truth, and the light. But he is the one who is thirsting for her. It wasn't he wanted, um, he wanted to give her something, but he was thirsty for her. He wanted to encounter her. He wanted to be close to her. He wanted to share that living water with her. And the scriptures this morning speak about the water from the rock and Jesus poured out the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit poured out is the love of God. That is the living water that is given to us. And when a way, in what moments have you encountered the love of Christ being given to you and your heart being touched by that and moved by that by really encountering the love of Christ? How many people have said, you know, I don't deserve that it's not a matter of deserving. It's Christ, the woman didn't deserve it, if you're talking about deserving, but Christ wanted to be united with her. He wanted to share his life and his love with her. That's the encounter. 
And that is the story of him with every one of us, of pouring out his love for us. We receive the gift of the spirit of baptism. We receive the strength and confirmation. But other moments too in our life, when you've known, experienced the love of Christ coming to you and being given to you. I'd like you to use that image of that well, um, that fountain welling up from within, from deep within, and the well just flowing of water. Take some time this week in a quiet place if you can have time and try to be in touch with the very deepest part of you deep within. For in the very depth of each one of us is a link with God, is a connection with God. It's through Christ that we live and move and have our being. So everyone, everyone, at the very depth of who they are, is connected to God through Christ. That is the connection. And I want you to imagine the love of, the love of Christ, the love of God, just flowing from that very depth and flowing up into your whole person, flowing into those part of your being that may be tired or exhausted, drained, the part of your being that may feel wounded or hurt or broken, of image that love of God just being welling up from within, for he desires to pour out his love for us. And use that as your meditation through the week and reflection through the week. And I'd be very surprised if you don't feel a sense of renewal, a sense of life being given to you again. The love of Christ is far beyond anything we can contain. It isn't limited to us. It isn't just a trickle. It's a fountain of life-giving water. That's what he is offering to the woman. That is what he gives to us. And to allow ourselves to really receive and in a way aware of what he's trying to do every moment of our life. To love us into the fullness of life. God bless you.